Welcome to Vox Vomitus, also known as Word Vomit. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the surprise episode of Vox Vomitus. I am your host, Jennifer Ann Gordon, the author of the award-winning novel Beautiful, Frightening, and Silent, as well as the Hotel series and the upcoming Pretty Ugly. With me today is my blindfolded Vox Vomitus vixen, Alison Martine, author of the bourbon books. Nope, the bird box creatures are here. Alison, put it down. Good. (laughs) We are here today with the one, the only, Josh Mallerman. You may know him from writing every book that scared the crap out of you for the past five years. Josh, welcome to Vox Vomitus. Hi. Hello. (laughs) I, I feel like um, you guys um, assume that I'm safe around the creatures. I should have brought. I should have brought a blindfold. You should have. The yeah. fact that you haven't raises a lot of questions right now. Yeah. I, I feel like. I mean, I've read Bird Box and I've read Mallory, and that it tells me a lot about your personality. If you haven't, maybe you're one of those people that like has witnessed them, and maybe you're not all correct anymore i for sure would have been the kind of person that was like let's just see what happens what if i look at it like this right right can, can we just like like what if i real fast i mean like i can't stay in this house anymore guys right. like well, almost, like I was staring raising, at an eclipse well yeah and i was raising the question like i'm really blind without these so isn't just taking my glasses off pretty sufficient because i can't see like if it's further away than this mm-hmm. i got nothing yeah i was that was going to be my question for you like like what about that? Is that a, a proper survival? What about, what about purple or purple? What what about people with like just like kind of like bad vision, not necessarily blind? Yeah. You know that never really crossed my mind. Never not. Yeah, like if they just had cataracts really bad and everything was just like milky. <laughs> they could have saved the world. You didn't you didn't even know. Or, or the that. kind of person that can't see what's right in front of them. <laughs> just like, you know, it's like, what are you talking about? Dad, it's right there. I was gonna say that's kids being told, Where's my shoe? Like by your foot. Right there. Right I can't find it. It's by your foot. It could be on their foot. I can't <laughs> find my shoe. <laughs> so Josh, you have a lot going on. You are a film producer. You are a singer songwriter in uh, a successful band. You're a novelist. You just recently won a Bram Stoker award. Just, oh, I was going to say like, can we see it? Look at this beautiful thing. I loved that's amazing. Your your speech that you gave when right when you got it. Thank you. The falling into the pool. I just watched it again last night. I felt <laughs> like it was so inspirational to me. And then and then I'm, Oh god. Oh, I was gonna say, and today on Twitter you posted something incredibly beautiful about your being a starving artist and how all of it was worth it and I mean, you know, I, your time in New York. You know, it's it. You don't think of it at the time in terms of. Um, I guess I, I maybe I need to come up with a better phrase than late bloomer. But when something good happens for you later in life, whatever this phrase might be. So, I mean, I I didn't have a book deal until I was thirty eight, thirty seven, something like that. And I had written fourteen books by the time Bird Box came out. Uh, I don't have to go through the whole thing like I did in that thread, but like so freaking broke, so freaked out also having the time of my life like with my friends broke drunk all the time talking about books talking about songs you know like in a, in one way <laughs> in one way it was like i got to have the best of both which was a lifetime of like who like um unencumbered by any deadlines or successes or this kind of thing and just the pure oh my god this is amazing 
but then also the holy shit gratitude, the respect of your peers and some successes with writing. I think that if like Bird Box the movie came out when I was like 23, I might have just like anybody might have been like, oh, I guess this is how it goes. Now the next book will be just as big or whatever. And it's like, but at thir- for it to come out, at, when did it come out? When I was like 39 or whatever, for it to come out, there was a sense of like anybody reading it at all was, is joyful for me. Yes. 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 They read my words. <laughs> yeah. You, it's like, like you, I don't you, care. I mean, if it's yeah. sold a thousand or a million, whatever dude, or five, I don't even care. Yeah. You know, it's just having it like in a, like in a book form is just like okay. so freaking magical. Let it's me magical you, every time. Let me tell you this. <laughs> so. When I wrote my first book, I was, it was like, oh, four. And, um, I wrote it freehand and then I typed it up on this really fucking, oh, this really you, old. No, you can swear. Okay. This really fucking old weird computer <laughs> thing. And I sent the file to my younger brother to read. And the next time I saw him, he brought me this. Did he type it up for you? He didn't type yeah. it up. He, he, he bound it and printed it up. Yeah. And he was like, he's like, Hey, dude, I made a book out of that, you know, book that you sent me. And this was like the first time, it's exactly what you're saying. First yeah. time I ever, and this is it, the exact one. First I wish. I ever like held oh. one of my own things. And I was just like, oh. and I, I don't know if it'll ever, ever get better than this. No, no. <laughs> you know, honestly, one of my beta readers, who's been my beta reader since day one, did that for one of my books too. He bound it. He printed out my cover. He made it a hard cover. He got like fake reviews and put it on the inside. That's and awesome. like, I, and I just was like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. Like, I, and I just, I, I cried. I was like, yeah, me too. Yeah. Even if it never becomes a real book, it's a, it's a book right now. And yeah. And it's like, I mean, I think I posted something about this recently too. Like if, if only like, like there's a writer in wherever Georgia right now. Right. Who like, only her two friends and her mom read the book, but like that's that's enough for to give you some strut when you walk around town. That's enough for like you're like, yeah, I wrote a fucking book and mom liked it. And yeah, and then people have to joke like, oh, did your mom like it? I'm like, yeah, she did, and that changed my life when she did. My mom actually read Bird Box before like anyone else did, and it was the fourth book I had written, and I sent it to her, and she was like, this this one, this one's special. And I was like, really. Uh-huh. You like this one better? Because to me, it was all, they all kind of feel equal, um, good or bad or whatever, right? But she was like, this one. I was like, all right, you think it's that one? And then years later, she's like, I fucking told you. I told moms you that one. <laughs> Mom, look, moms, moms know. And I, th- I think you're right. When it comes to evaluating our own work, we get too close to it. All the words blend together. And you hope that it doesn't suck. But trying to figure out, well, is this one better than yeah. that? It almost, yeah. It almost feels weird to think of it like, this is my fate. Or, not favorite, but like this one's better or this one, that kind of, it's like, it, it, like what, what mood were you in when you wrote it? Where were you at psychologically? What were you aiming for? Were you trying to do like a bullet thriller? Were you trying to do an expansive stream of consciousness? Well, those things all need to be taken into account before you say which one's like better or something. Yeah. Okay. I love that because I write in two totally different genres and I do my, my real books and then I do my rom-coms and I sometimes feel really bad because I, I go, okay, these are also good books, but they're very different. And they take something different out of me, but sometimes yeah. I'm going, okay, well, when my real books come out, my real books are out. Just my genre of, of choice. Those aren't out yet. No, that's, sense? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I think. And this is, and maybe this is true with you too. You don't 
you can't be, everything we're talking about right now are things that you can't really determine or recognize until you've written um, more than one or two books or more, or more than one. Like you don't like what, what themes do you write about? I don't know until you've written five, six books. Now you're starting to recognize patterns and I've recognized like, there's gradation, but two distinct sides. There's the bird box voice, which is very dry, direct, simple, da, 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 this, 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 this. And then there's the Unberry Carol um, goblin. Way, way, more like, way more colorful shit. And I prefer Unberry Carol goblin, this or that. But the bird box, uh, black man wheel, that kind of thing. It like Sometimes that's more like a feeling. Yeah. Like, like a mood, like if you were making music and you're like, I just want to hear that one note right now. I just want to hear, mm. Bird Box is like one note to me, where Carol yeah. feels like a song. You know, Carol's a symphony. Carol, it's a symphony. Right. I had to read that book in small chunks because I just like didn't want it to end. I was savoring it and I would reread paragraphs over and over, reread chapters. Bird Box, when I read it, I started it on the exercise bike and I stayed up all night reading it. And then when my husband woke up in the morning, I was like, you've got to read this book because it's just a fucking ride. Like, <laughs> yeah, and he was like, you were going to say you were on the exercise the entire time and lost 20 pounds. Cause you just kept going. That would have been amazing. Uh, I wish. No. <laughs> I wish too. If that's how we could do it, man, I would read a book. a day. I, I would just read, I'd reread bird box right now. If it would like, drop 20 pounds. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, man. I, I just worked out before like minutes before getting on here, actually. So back to that, because I really like this uh, subject a lot it's like, okay, I was blurbing a book once and I'm like, oh my God, this is just, wow, is this like a thriller? And Allison said to me like, is it good? Allison's my uh, fiance. And she's like, is this, is it good? And I'm like, I don't know how to explain it to you. I, I think this book's almost too thrilling. And she was like, the fuck does that mean, man? Is <laughs> it the judges on cooking shows where they're like, this dessert is too sweet. It's a dessert. What do you fucking expect? Yeah, it's no, a chocolate. No, no. Too I know. Sweet. I know. Or like that movie Major League where the guy, he hit it too hard or too high for, for a home run, right? No, it's, it's out of here. So, yeah. I, but sometimes like the, the, not the more like pensive or, or just the guy that loves writing and reading and whatever. I want to like experience like, I don't want to experience just the one mood. Dun, 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 dun. Not all the time, at least. I want to like experience the writing and like the the colors and the and the textures and this kind of thing. And so, not every time though. So I do like having like both those things. And I don't know if that's the same thing with you when you're yeah. talking about two different like genres or something. They are, yeah. They they use different parts of my brain too. And there are parts where I go, okay, this it has to be more straightforward. I don't get. I, I was recently told what I do is literary and no one had bothered defining that for me. And they just say it won't sell. So there, you know, that's when you've crossed the lines of literary. And I would say my romances aren't and my sci-fi stuff, fantasy, it, it strolls right into that territory, but that is that stuff you're talking about, those textures and the things where you're kind of lingering there. You can do that sometimes. And other times they go, not so much. Let's move this forward. And like a lot of our favorite stuff that we all go crazy over are actually stuff that's like slower. Like, the witch yes it follows um uh what was another like recent horror? oh hereditary spirit. oh hereditary for sure oh midsummer yes. um 
Scare Me. Did you guys see Scare Me? That was not crazy. yet. I was literally just staring at the uh, trailer it, for it today. Oh my god, it's great. And and like it just it takes a minute to get where it's going and blah blah blah. And and books too. Um, I'm trying to think. The Loney, which is like a oh my gosh, yes. Wow. The, wow are you saying the Loney? The Loney. Yeah. I yeah. freaking Holy love that shit. book. Me too, man. That is one of my. Put I, it in I, the I, comments I, later because I'm I'm. <laughs> Yeah. It is by Andrew Michael Hurley, and essentially, it it opens with like a, like a very brief moment that explains this guy's brother wrote a bestseller, but then it's a flashback to when they're kids, and you realize that his brother is like mentally challenged, and you're like, but like really mentally challenged. So you're like, how did how did Hanny write a bestseller? Like, what's going on here? And it sort of leads to how that happened, and it, it's just. Man, is it? It's smart. It's slow. It's, it's scary. It's, yeah. it's unsettling. It's unsettling. It gets under your skin. Like you know, I always like have this feeling when I'm reading those like slow, creeping books. Like I find that my jaw is clenched, and I can almost like hear something like tapping on the backs of my teeth. Like, and I'm like, yeah. You know who else is like that? Is that Ian Reed guy? Yes. Yeah, he's like that too. And that guy Dathan Arbach is like that too. And like, where? My point is though. Here are all these things that we like adore that are slower moving but then we all seem to be saying like you just said like they'll say literary doesn't sell or this or that but meanwhile these are like like we're listening to us right now we love this shit yes we do yeah as somebody who writes quiet horror yeah you know um you know even my agent who i love so much she was just like this next book that you're doing no more language for language's sake make it ha- like fast 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 and i'm like I can do fast, and the story that I pitched her is very fast, so it works. Well, well, then, yeah, me. I was then, like, it works, but, but then it, that's fun too. Yeah, I was like, it's really fun to have like snappy dialogue about really terrible things <laughs> instead of like having my characters just be so like. But yeah, there's no really... snappy. Di- there's no snappy dialogue when they're all drinking laudanum. They're not snappy no. at all. Yeah. <laughs> that slows you down whether you want it does to. they're slower they're slower if they're and like, then if you know, think about our, our favorite bands are are or at least the most celebrated bands like i mean the beatles have a gazillion slow songs a gazillion fast songs this kind of thing you know i typically like bands that have like a variety whatever and we should too i feel like i feel like sometimes and i feel like it's the thriller writers more than anyone who get kind of stuck like i have to i have to i have to write um 80 beats per minute yeah you know what i mean it's almost like they're djs it's like we don't have to dance or or yes make us dance but we can slow dance too we know how yeah Yeah. Yeah. that that speaks to the dancer in me because yes everyone's always like what's your favorite dance blah 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 and i'm like uh the waltz but i also love the quick step but you know it's just but and i feel like with thriller writers sometimes every book gets faster too. Cause they're like, Oh, it has to be bigger and better than the last one. Mm-hmm. Faster, more shocking, more, 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 more. And right. Maybe the first one, your breakthrough one, you didn't even quite know what it was that made it that pace. Maybe it was just the idea itself. Like your agent was saying about this idea of yours. Like maybe it was the idea itself that sort of lent it versus sitting down to write a thriller. Yeah. And I think that us as readers, can feel that shit. And, and I'm not saying that I'm like this, I, I'm calling her out. No, no, no. Like <laughs> I like failures too. Like whatever, dude, you know, but just in, in our own experience and our own world, sitting down to write, I think that it is dangerous to be like, okay, now I'm going to outdo the last one. Yeah. As opposed to just writing a whole new book. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. and not letting kind of like the ghosts of what we've written before keep haunting us. Because yeah. like, you know, I think we all do it. We're just like, oh, you know, are people going to like this? I mean, they really liked my first book, but are they going to like this thing that's so different? And at the end of the day, and I was saying this to Allison before you came on, I just want to be writing a book that I want to read. And yeah. and if I'm doing that, then at least it's it's back to that same joy you have before you're published when you're just writing because it's your soul. Oh, I mean, it's about, man, that... I, I, I still experience that, but I don't I think it's impossible to experience it in the same way as before you're published. There's just... It, it doesn't mean that we're all... The three of us are ruined or anything. Like We're Jesus. dead inside we're, now. Does, I am, but why we're drinking bourbon. <laughs> just a husk. <laughs> Gotta like, I'm somewhere. With like, <laughs> <laughs> <Which> bourbon. <laughs> Fill that empty <laughs> hole with alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it doesn't have to mean that, but it's, I don't see how, I mean, that, that, I mean, I remember, um, that this book going to, um, uh, an all night coffee shop here in town and it literally was open 24 hours and I was staying at my dad's house for a month and he, they would go to bed at 11. I would go to this place at midnight and write till 4am and the other people there were all like law students which was very interesting to be surrounded by like non-artists while you're writing your first book. They, but the sure. thing that was good about it was that they were all like nosing their books. I mean, they, nobody was talking about the government. Nobody was talking about music. It was just, we're here to work. And I was like, okay, I guess I am too. You know? Well, I'm and, glad you weren't by me when I was in law school studying because I was screwing around with one of my friends quoting Simpsons episodes. <laughs> we didn't get a lot of studying actually done, so we probably would have been more of a distraction than anything else. But where did I also you wasn't go? Up at Four a.m. Hmm? Where did you go? Pepperdine. Oh wow, really? Mm-hmm. That's California, right? Northern yeah. is that Northern California? Yeah, I'm still in California. Well, no, that's that's Malibu. I joke. I only go to schools with good beaches. Oh, right. right, 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 right. Wow, that's uh, Pepperdine, man. That's uh, I, I've always wanted to check that place out. You know, it's a fancy school. Every time Allison says it, I'm like, oh, gosh, uh, I forgot that you're like a big fancy person. I'm like, because you actually talked to me. And you know that I'm not. But, <laughs> but I took clowning for two years. Like, well, so that was my college. But not actual clown college. You went to theater school, which is right. a completely different but thing. I did have a clowning class. A clowning <laughs> class? Yeah. At she one did. point. Before I had no health insurance, so now I would never do it because I'm scared of injury. I used to be able to balance a chair on my chin. Don't do that again. I know now I won't because now I'm also a grown up and I'm like, what if this chair falls and like cracks my eye socket? You really, I mean, do you have like a photo? I mean, at least or something? You no, oh gosh. Cameras didn't even exist back then. No, I know. That's what I <laughs> <laughs> like didn't you get it on tape i'm like tape that's didn't you I like, know, I it, like your cell phone? i didn't have a cell phone until i was 31 years old and sometimes okay. i was just talking to a friend about this the other day like i think and i'm not um throwing shade on anyone when i say this but i think one of the reasons why i um am able to avoid twitter drama is because <laughs> is because i like it's all still kind of new to me and i'm like eh, that doesn't mean everything in the world to me and I didn't have a cell phone until I was like 31 or whatever. I cannot imagine, oh my God, being like a 19 year old with the dumb writing ideas I had then being like, you know, this is what a book is. There's been a lot of Twitter drama, writing Twitter drama in the yeah. past like week. I know. 
Live. And I'm, I'm on yeah. it more than Jen is. So sometimes I just have to send her things there because I know she won't see it even if I'm tagging her in something. And the number of people who are always trying to tell you, your book should not, and then fill in the blank, and then everybody else attacks that person. I mean, maybe they're just doing it to increase their interaction algorithms. I think so. I think so. It's just because it's that, like, even meat to a lion right there. Us. Chad says, hey, Hi. Chad. I think that's, oh, hey, hey, I love Chad, man. He was on our show a few months ago. Oh, he's incredible. We're working, uh, Ryan, Ryan Lewis and I are Spin a Black Yarn, the production company. And we're working with Chad on something. I don't know if I was supposed to tell you that, but we are. Um, well, you did. So that's all right. <laughs> Is it something that he wrote with somebody else? Yes. Oh, they hinted to something when they were on our show and we were like, can we please have an exclusive? And they're like, oh, wait, this, like, this. this is fun because now we're each giving like breadcrumbs, like, yeah. like, or like puzzle pieces. Now you have to ask someone. I know, I'm like, next I know. Exactly. It. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, and your and your business partner's name is who? Is that who we have to go? Does to it rhyme with Ryan Lewis? Oh my god! Yeah. If, if you could get him on a freaking podcast, good fucking luck because he is uh, challenge accepted. He is about as camera shy as it gets. Ryan is wow. So Ryan and I have been working together for like 13 years, I think, and I met him at the peak of the broke, glorious broke, drunk stoned days god it was whatever i met him and and the, and the book i met him on was goblin actually so um goblin uh, the when it first came out no meaning when just a rough draft oh, oh. so i just tell the story really fast i don't mean to like a hijack of you have all these questions and i'm like we haven't even done oh no oh, these are okay. our questions these are our questions okay okay good okay all right um <laughs> yeah this is fun by the way you guys are awesome so um I had been writing a, like a book after book, this kind of thing, and I would put it like on MySpace or something at the time. I wrote another oh book. My God. Oh my God! MySpace. including this one, and a friend of mine from high school. I uh, I had not submitted anything to agents. I had not, and I'd done nothing. I was in a band touring. There's a million nuanced elements to this, but this friend wrote saying, "I know a lawyer that represents authors." Um, you want me to send him one of your books? And I literally had no idea what this meant. Like, the fucking a lawyer? The fuck is a they going to do with my book? Was a lawyer going to look at it and be like, "Yep, it's legal"? Like, I object to your book. Right, right, I, you've broken four laws. Most of them have to do with animals and drinking. Like, like the Supreme Court going to rule on this book or something? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and that's what it felt like. And then, <laughs> so idiot that i was i was like well goblin has six stories in it so if he doesn't like the first story maybe he'll like the second and you know like this is the way to sell a book right <laughs> yeah, like, no, if, you, like the if first... you hate half of it there's still half that you'll there's really more like. reading, reading. Then, if you if he totally hates the first the first five novellas the sixth one is amazing because <laughs> <laughs> you know he totally would read five that he hated Right. And then he would just completely change his mind on everything. Yeah, he would definitely be like, yep, I love but this I, cake. Like that's, how, <laughs> that's how little I knew about any of this. And I was like, yeah, Goblin. So I sent him <laughs> Goblin. And the lawyer called me and he's like, this is super interesting. And I think I have a manager for you to work with. He sends me to Ryan Lewis. And I had, <gasps> again, I'm like, manager? Like what? Ryan is my age. So we're both 30, like two at the time or something. And... Ryan represents no novelists at the time, just screenwriters, has no affiliation with horror whatsoever. <laughs> he has no, I mean, I, he's had success in, in stuff and he's a brilliant dude. The point was, I, I was like, in the, on the phone, I was like, I like this guy. 
this guy's smart. He's measured. He's, he just, it seems like we were both coming from the same like place of, and I'm not trying to sound so noble, but I mean it like treating people well that you meet in this art world. Yes. And, and okay, not, don't, don't undervalue that. Cause that's, that's, that's just everything. <laughs> and not caring. Like we, I don't even think we ever like really discussed money. Well, we never signed a contract, like nothing. Like it was and all a lawyer like, sent you to this guy. A lawyer? I know. I know. And it was all like, on, lawyer. Like, lawyer. <laughs> and we're all, we're all like, Allison's like, where's the contract? <laughs> it was just this, like, it was this sense of like, I can't, I can't like, even look at this. Like two, like, like I <laughs> imagine, bird box uh, glasses. <laughs> I imagine this is how it felt like when like bandmates that, um, uh, uh, meet when they're like a little older or something like that. And like, we can do something together. There was just this immediate sense of like, oh yeah, you and me. Okay. Yeah. So Ryan read Goblin and he, and he loved it and blah, blah, blah. And we, we talked about it and that, and that led to me showing him Bird Box. And he was like, I like oh, the way you God. say showing him Bird Box. Like you're showing him like your penis. Like <laughs> I, sh I showed it to him. Bird Box. I did. I, did. I showed him my Bird Box. I waited until his wife was out of the room and I showed him Bird Box. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of my Bird Box now? <laughs> should we should and, we sign a contract? And now? he turned red and had to fan himself and <laughs> clutched his pearls. He Someone yelled out of the couch. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, but what do you think? And he and he said he said. I'm going to, the second we get a book deal for this, I am going to sell the film rights to this. Again, no history of this, no, no, you know, uh, precedent, no, nothing. Just like he believed it and I believed him. And we gets picked up by Harper Collins. Four months later, Ryan had sold it to Universal. Like uh, they optioned it. And it was this incredible thing because that was like the first three years together. And then it's everything that's happened like holy moly since then. So I don't know exactly. We started with me talking about Goblin and blah, blah, blah. But I like I, Ryan's one of my favorite subjects to talk about because eventually after Bird Box, we were like, hey, we weren't producers on Bird Box and we shouldn't have been. We were unknown, blah, blah, blah. But we now have a movie that did well. Let's be producers on everything that follows. This led to shopping a lot of my stuff and we have a lot of like wonderful things happening. And Ryan then came to me one day and said, hey, Let's also start shopping other horror authors. Oh. And that, that brings us to like, and I, um, he's found like people like on his own and I'm, he was reading a book by Max Booth at the same time that I called him and said, you should read this guy, Max. <laughs> this guy, it's good. He's got like a really, uh, he's just, it's not a fucking easy thing to balance horror and humor. His dialogue is like, phenomenal like i could see max um like eventually one day i don't know this is gonna sound like funny but almost like pulling off like a young frankenstein like a mel brooks level <laughs> kind of thing yeah like where it's like really like it's literally it's uh, or legitimately elevated in humor and not horror but you get what i'm saying like yeah like, like a like a ryan murphy without all of the camp Right, without right, right, right. It's like actually fucking funny. Well, and, and I'm, I'm even thinking funny. of "Sorry to Disturb You." Have you guys seen that? Because that that disturbed me a lot. Did you see? Did you see how "Sorry to Disturb You"? No. It's about, it's, it's about a telemarketer, and it gets it's funny, but it gets dark really, really fast. So I'd, I'll have to look up to see who who the stars are in that. But it's it's excellent. Davina Purnell says hi, kids. Hi. hi. 
So, so what I'm hearing for all this though is that I need to somehow send Jen's books to Ryan, find him in whatever <laughs> home he's in to get him to make movies out of the hotel series, at least to oh, start. Oh, so he's, he's a mastermind. That's what I'm hearing. Just chuck a book no, at him. Just throw them at him. He's, 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 definitely, he's definitely the mastermind. And then we've been working with, or he works. I mean, we do, but he manages like, or works with Jonathan Jans, Laurel Hightower, Eric LaRocca. Did you say it like that or LaRocca? I think it's LaRocca, right? I think it's LaRocca, but I'm, I'm from New England, so I say <laughs> everything wrong. And then I lived like in the Midwest, so I still say things wrong. And, and <laughs> Ian is definitely the 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 brains on that side but we're both like like sort of like the um the, the scouts spirit, the engine the spirit the you know like you know yeah it's so it's fucking he's the great. brains you're the are, are you saying you're the brawn are you the beauty no yeah i think you're i am beauty. i, I think i was, I was gonna say he's the, the face <laughs> i'm the face of this Yes. this bitches like I think you're right I, that doesn't mean obviously I'm better looking but that but I think you're right though in theory I think you're right cause because because you're John Ryan's definitely the brawn also like there's moments where I'm like oh shit okay Ryan took, took care so of that he's the brain and the brawn and you're the beauty is there a beast is there a beast yeah there could be a beast yeah I can be a beast sometimes <laughs> but not not, not not in not in the worst way but I'll never forget I, I was friends with this um I'm so friends with this girl and this was during that um run right before i met the lawyer and everything where we were all drinking every night or whatever and about a few years into our relationship i just went off about some subject at the bar and she was like oh you're not all roses and i was like did i did you think i was all roses up to now and she's like yeah i'm like oh yeah yeah no i'm not <laughs> but you had yeah. her for a good stretch here, at least. <laughs> and that's like, years you had her thinking you were. Just, yeah, and yeah. she probably thought she knew you pretty well, and was like, "Where the hell did that come from?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I don't. I wouldn't say a beast, but yeah, <laughs> beastly, beastly at times. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, something you said earlier that I just love. Just, I think a lot of people they have this false idea about how being a debut author works, or even a breakout author, because they're not exactly the same. Like your first book is your only shot to be published. And then beyond that, if that book doesn't take off, we'll forget it. You're not going to have a career. And I'm sure most people out there never heard of you until bird box and Sandra Bullock became the face of you. So she's your face now, but there are all these books beforehand and now they're getting new covers and they're being brought out again. I know that you've been talking about Pearl's new cover and that, that cover is just like gorgeous in its simplicity i kind of just want it on a tank top i wanted but, it on a tattoo which tells me <laughs> the difference between our <laughs> and then it's like can i put it on a tattoo and i'm like can i wear it and wash it later <laughs> i'm like ink it on my body right now <laughs> but yeah i mean like the, the fact the fact is you had all these other stories and when when jen was telling me okay we're, we're gonna have josh come on our show and i said all right I have 8 million books to read. Where do I start? And she said, well, I <laughs> like recommended all of them. But yeah. yeah. Well, she, she knew that I, I can't read all of them that quickly. She said, I love Unbury Carol, but you will love a house at the bottom of, of the, the lake. And she knew because she knows what I like that I tend more towards fantasy versus more, more horror. And, and so I made sure to read both of those and I started reading Goblin and then we moved this interview. So I didn't finish Goblin, but I did start. I didn't finish Goblin. And I'm a little bit past meat cake. I, meat cake. I, yeah. We're still kind of both stuck on meat cake. <laughs> <laughs> As a vegetarian. Me too. 
Oh, you wrote that as a vegetarian? Uh, uh, good no, question. No, I wasn't a vegetarian then. Great question. I, but I have been for five years, yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I was like, I, this is not a spoiler, but, like, bacon fat is frosting. Oh. Like, I was just like, mm, And no. I'm like, actually, that sounds good, because I was a vegetarian for years, but I'm not anymore, and I still do love me some bacon. <laughs> oh man, the hot it's dogs. been twenty no. years since I've had meat. The hot dogs. No. Oh, I and that's I was reading it and going or listening to it because I'm listening to the audio and I was just like, oh, this is the true horror of this story. <laughs> yeah, it's for sure. It's making Jen listen to that. <laughs> yeah, Neil Nash's party. I don't know that I want to be at that party, man. No, that no. sounds I like zero to sixty is me leaving. I feel like in my 20s when I was going through and even my early 30s when I was going through my like poor artist phase when it was like oh I just like performed at an angels and aliens convention now I have 50 bucks and I'm gonna go get a pizza in those days yeah I would have gone to that party and just been like yeah yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> this is amazing I'm yeah gonna, if you went there with a group of friends who gives a fuck like look at these yeah. lipsticks eating this meat cake while we're all like smoking and drinking outside yeah yeah um, i feel like it would have been like like the 90s rave scene except yeah. like a lot more meat a lot like, of meat man a lot of meat and signs that say no fucking in here <laughs> yes. I, I actually just read that part before i paused because i'm going i'm getting getting nervous so i better pause because i'll stop being able to really pay attention then i have to back it up over and over and then i just get confused i just thought like i just wanted to put signs like that on my house and like just like random places <laughs> even though like nobody is fucking in my house except your, me. your dog will be really confused i know i'm like, like well, anymore i supposed what to fuck my cat <laughs> that's true well but but jen was correct though as far as which one would would speak to my heart and as soon as i heard i was laughing because as soon as i heard the dedication I'm like for allison and jen's like that's his fiance i'm like well fine that's a good reason too but i'm pretty sure this is my story <laughs> yeah <laughs> for me yeah, and I said, you can ask him. I can, I can ask, but you already gave me a better answer. I'm like, okay, fine. I, I believe you, but but it just shows... I believe you. Well, but it just shows you've got this huge spectrum of talent there where they aren't all horror, and I don't I don't even know... You didn't really try to describe what Umbury Hero was other just just that was your favorite. That's how, all you described it. And then when I started reading it, I'm like, this is like Wizard and Glass. This is Gunslinger. This is, you know, rolling across the desert with the man in black falling. And I just, I got chills reading it. It was just absolutely gorgeous. So when are we getting that as a movie? Yes. One of my pet, Oh, uh, you know, I would, who would you have to play smoke? Oh, oh Jesus. I don't want to say Gary Sinise because the life that's just wrong. Sorry. I know. Um, <laughs> sorry. Who is, Bad obvious leg. It's too obvious. It's too, too obvious. obvious. It's a bad leg. Um, um, what is the name of that actor? I can never remember his name, but he's in everything. He was in Deadwood. Oh, uh, Oliphant. Timothy Oliphant. Yeah. No, no, no. The one who, uh, the the smoking drinking guy who. Oh, um. Uh, and it, he was in Game of Thrones, and he's in everything that I watch. Because I'm thinking the guy, and I'm going to mess up his name. I got to look up my phone. Who was in the most recent season? No, the season before of The Expanse. He was in Torchwood. He always looks like you want to punch him. Lovely actor, but I just kind of want to punch him. <laughs> I do wonder, like, is Smoke like an ideal opportunity for like an actual amputee? Like, that would be interesting. Uh, not even. Yeah, I, I, that, 
I'm just, I just think that that'd be so interesting. Like right now there's a, a guy that's like, how the fuck am I going to pull this off? And then we're like, we have a part for you, you know? Like, I don't know. I just, something, something about that sounds like just interesting to me or something. You find, you find a vet who's willing to do it. Who's like, yeah, I want to be the bad guy. I want to take this on yeah. and just live into it. Just yeah. you, can ask, yeah. you can ask Adam Driver because he was a Marine and he's a vet and he also does. And this is Allison. I know you're laughing because I bring up Adam Driver during every episode. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. I'm all right. Go on. <laughs> like, but I don't picture him like he, that at all. No, no, but I'm saying he could know somebody. Oh, okay. That, like, his the theater company is compromised of vets. Th- that like, makes sense. Okay. Yeah, no, I wasn't thinking of him like, in this movie. Like, no, no. He'll be too busy I, in my movie. But I, yeah. So there, one of my, I wouldn't say pet peeves, because that seems a little strong, but one thing that drives me fucking insane is, <laughs> is, how, my that's going, that is how secretive everything is. Like, like, what are we talking about? Like, with, when, like the movie um, traction on, on Barry Hill. Like, we're not talking about breaking into Fort Knox here. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like I should be able to tell you anything that's happening. But I can't, and there is stuff happening, and there's so can, exciting just, stuff happening. Can you just but stare then, right into the camera, and if I say, is Inspection going to become a TV series? Okay. So I, 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 I saw the eyebrows. Will we have to have a code first, Jen. You I can't know. just talk. No, but I, no, I'm actually just going to try to like read micro-expressions like I'm in the uh, FBI. Yeah, no, right. I'm a really bad liar, so just go ahead. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> um, inspection. Mm-hmm leads mm-hmm. itself very much to a, a really awesome TV series mm-hmm. by possibly Netflix because you already have like a relationship there. Is that something that could be happening? I don't know. Yeah. It's weird to say. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Hold on. No, but that, that you said about help help the, these on the goggles help. Um, <laughs> now, now I just like start rattling off all this stuff, but it does kind of drive me nuts. Cause like we, I was on a panel last night with, um, Barbara Crampton and, and others from the creep show universe. And literally when the interview got to what is everyone up to every single one of us were like, well, we're not allowed to talk about this or, Oh, this is under strict secrecy. It's like, why do the fuck we're not in like the military? Like, what are we doing right now? Loose lips sync book deals. And I guess so. Right. Deals. Something. I know. We always try to get a scoop here. Like we're Barbara Walters. We're like, so tell us. Tell us what you're working on right now. <laughs> Just give us like one wink for, uh, but, uh, but I love that you're working with Chad because they were very, um, they were like, uh, something might be happening, but we can't talk about it. And we were just like, we're grilling them. And then we're like, you can tell us after we're live. And they're like, no, we can't. They were so good about it. They're awesome <laughs> they to awesome work with, by the way. They're both, um. Well, everyone involved in that one um, are just like smart and measured. And it's just like very, I, I feel like Ryan and I, I mean, that's the hope with each scenario, right? Is that everyone involved is like smart and patient and insane. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. Yes. We haven't, we've only encountered a couple like sort of asshole moments. Like, you know, it's only been like a couple times and, and both times it's almost like shocking, even though we entering the Hollywood, you know, arena or whatever, you should expect maybe that to happen more often with, you know, we've, we've heard a million stories, all of us. Right. But we haven't, we've only had it a couple of times so far and we're working on, I'm not I'm kidding. I think like 28 different projects. Jeez so, Louise. Yeah. So you're oh. going to sleep on your flight, right? I hope so. I mean, otherwise I don't know when you're sleeping with all that. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, Ryan's the one doing most of that shit, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they can do it. 
I feel like we're 40 minutes in and I really wanted to ask you about the ducks that you, uh, do those ducks live in your house or do they just like live in your pool? <laughs> there was no transition there at all, Jen. Like, I know. But I'm like, what are we talking about? So, so if anyone watches or looks or follows Josh's Instagram, there are ducks like in the bed with your dog. Okay. So out of the, this, oh my God, Josh, this window here. Yeah, reverse, yeah. Down there. No, what the fuck am I doing, actually? No. <laughs> that window out there is like a pond way down there. That's where they live, but they come back every day to, yes, yeah, swim in the pool. And for Allison, Allison built them like like her own, like a second pond, like a small one. And in what the, the previous homeowners, was, it was like their dog run. Allison, like dog, the whole ground. Called, like a, it's the duck run now. And they come in. And so it's fenced in. The dogs don't go in there. Uh, you know, Valo, who you just met, and Tuli don't go in there. And the ducks land in there, and they'll just kind of like wait for Allison to come out with food like every day. And yeah, it's really, it really is kind of amazing. Okay, <laughs> Tuli, I came inside and I'm like, Tuli, what are you eating? You know, Allison was asleep, and I'm like, oh fuck, this is an egg, dude, from outside. And I was like, shit. So I brought it outside, and then there was two wait, more. So the dog didn't crush the egg. So there were three so eggs. Dogs, dogs. One of them had a, like a flat out hole in it. Another one had just a partial puncture, and the other one was fine. And I brought all three out because I was like, I guess that's it. You know, we've all heard like, if you once you talk, touch the egg, the mom doesn't want it. I didn't know, so I, I just put it all aside. And then, sort of like flippantly, told Allison the story, and she's like, "Where are they?" And I'm like, "Well, I mean," and then she went out and got them. And she brings them all inside, and she's like studying them for so fucking long. And then she's like, "I, I, I, I think I can, I can save these." I was like, "Really?" And then she bought online like this mini incubator that like is like has like six eggs that you can put in. This I think is my one of them story. Yeah, I know. One of them was one of them. We knew it wasn't going to make it. She put the other two in. And every day she'd go in and she'd like be holding it up to the light and, and she's like, look, it's moving. It's moving in there. And like, look, this one's not. And eventually this one didn't make it. She fucking rescued that one duck. The duck comes out. I mean, I can't even believe what I'm seeing. I put them outside weeks before, whatever it was. I know you're like, nah, nothing's going to save them. Yeah. She's I a don't... duck whisperer. Yeah. She's, um, do you guys know what youpers are? You know what a youper is? I know that word, but I don't know why. Because, okay, so the Michigan has two peninsulas. The upper peninsula yes. is the UP. So a Uper is from the upper peninsula. And the upper peninsula is way more like woodsy and like 100,000 people live up there total or something. That's where Allison's from. So she's like from like nature world, right? But the first she's time like I, a woodland sprite, basically. She, is what yeah, she saying. really is. And the first time I went to the UP with her, um, her parents had like a freestanding sauna. That's what they call it, sauna outside. What were they saying? Is sa oh, a sauna. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they're like a hundred percent like finished. Like Allison is finished, and there's a wood pile next to the sauna. And Allison lifts the top log. This is like the first time I've ever up there with her. And she's like, "Oh, look, copper bellies." And I was like, "Oh." And it was like a writhing <laughs> mass of snakes. Guys, I'm not fucking kidding. She reaches her hand in and pulled out a handful, and was like, "Look at them." Like, like they don't, she's like, don't worry, they don't bite. And I'm like literally watching all these snakes, like 
writhing around in her hand. I was like, what the fuck am I watching right now? You know, <laughs> you're like, this is my girlfriend. Yeah. Is, my woman yeah. is, is Medusa. Is she going to put them on her head? What is happening with all the snakes? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I mean, she, you know, she put them back, right? She's got the, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There's, there are people that have like this animal whisperer gift. My mom, no. I've watched her twice. Once she brought a dead frog back to life by giving it CPR. And another time she brought a chipmunk back to life that our cat had punctured. We thought the cat had killed it, but she literally spent like 20 minutes like rubbing its chest and like gently blowing in its mouth while I was going, mom, that chipmunk is dead. And then all of a sudden, like in her hand, like comes back to life. This was like three years ago. Yeah. It's, it's really amazing when you I'm see like, Oh, that. I was I just know. like the, the chipmunk's dead. Just put it in the garbage. I know, and like, it kind of puts shit into perspective. I'm like, I wrote a novel, and she's like, I saved a fucking life today. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I birthed a duck. Yeah. I am not a duck. So that duck, we heard that, um, it, it, like, a duck can kind of needs friends, that they need friends. So we actually ordered two more for it. Two more dicks. <laughs> it's a slippery slope to being a duck hoarder. <laughs> <laughs> So, and there were three ducks, and they were inside the house half the time. It was insane to watch, and outside and swimming, and and then all of a sudden one day we came outside and they're gone. And Allison, Allison really, she was upset, man. Like, yeah, I'd be devastated. Like, yeah, box above and shit, and she's like, they're, they got taken for sure, you know. And I'm like, no, no, I don't think they did. And this year they fucking they came back. <gasps> so they no. just away to wherever they went, and they they came back and they hang out every day like they did last year. And I love that Jen just pitched a new show to the, like the TLC, the combination of Duck Dynasty and Hoarders is Duck Hoarders. Duck Hoarders. Like when you just get one duck and then you're like, oh, they need a friend. Yeah. This happened with me with her, hermit you crabs. I you can't eat just friend. one. I mean, then, keep just No, one. you don't eat them. They're That's pets. Pringles. Sorry. <laughs> that is Pringles. Oh, I think we've gone so far off of writing, but that's okay. Oh, um, when we first booked you... Uh, Allison and I were talking. She's like, well, what are you going to ask him first? And I said, about the ducks. <laughs> yeah. And then she was just like, really? And I'm like, I'm going to try not to. I'm going to ease into it. But I didn't ease <laughs> into it. I was just there like, was no transition. Book, 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 book. Hey, ducks. It's like duck, duck, goose, but book, book, duck. Book, book, duck. <laughs> we eventually got to the ducks. That's a, a fine game. I mean, they're probably like literally right outside. I almost wish that there was a way for me to, I don't know if there is a way for me to show you, but I wish there was. That'd be awesome. Like they, they're kind of the fucking cool. Like they just like swim and hang out and shit. Well, we'll we'll have you back another time when you're able to not have to wake up super early, so that so we could know. do like a three hour episode where we just get like hammered on bourbon. Yeah. But yeah, outside with the duck, and the duck can drink too if the duck is of legal age. Are the ducks allowed to drink? I don't know. Mm-hmm. The ducks like, yeah, are allowed to drink. That's mm-hmm. fine. What are you? What are you sure you're drinking? I didn't even ask. Like exactly. Oh, I'm drink. drinking uh, Elijah Craig, just straight. And uh, Angel's Envy. I have to empty the bottle. Uh, it's bourbon. Oh, wow. That's yeah, yeah. fucking good. So, like, we're just, like, sitting here drinking straight bourbon with you, mm-hmm. and you're like, I'm responsible. Oh, no, I have I'm a movie just... to premiere. <laughs> just, like, the idea of, like, waking up, like, six, like, hungover and flying it sounds oh, really tough to and me And right I've now. been... Are you flying out of Detroit? Yeah. That airport is a nightmare. You don't like it? Oh, you can't even like transfer here and stuff? Yeah, I have. I don't like it because I feel like every time I've transferred in Detroit, like I am at one gate and my transfer oh, yeah. flight is like oh, yeah, literally yeah. two miles and an hour no, no. back of me yeah. running. 
Cause it yeah. is just a straight long ass line. And yeah. it's like, I feel like the last time I full blown ran was in the Detroit airport. Actually, no, it was in the Paris airport, but before that it was the Detroit airport where I was just like, I'm running. And yeah, see, this like is a- we need you on the exercise cycle more to prep between transfers. <laughs> Yeah, there's like a shuttle, like a bus thing, like to to each one. If you miss it, then you fucking book it. I know. I missed it. It was like closing (laughs) as I was running to it. And then I'm like, I've got four. Oh, no. And then we lost Jen. She'll be back. (laughs) She she literally lives, you live where there are ducks. She lives where there's all sorts of animals. And I get texts at random times going, something is having sex ads on my window. And I don't know what it is. And maybe it's dying. I don't really know. But she lives in the woods. And sometimes the internet just goes, bye bye. Hello. Hi. I was explaining <laughs> that you don't live in civilization. I know. I do live in the middle of nowhere. So that hasn't happened in a while. And I feel like all of the computer gods got angry because I was talking about running. <laughs> why, why would that anger computer gods? I feel like because I could sense my anger like I was Carrie. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like season two of American Gods. They haven't covered that yet of Jen talking about airports and losing the internet accordingly. Mr. World shuts you down. I'm going to put that in a book. <laughs> oh, okay. But I wanted to ask, so you're not allowed to say certain things because you're under Fort Knox lock and key, but are there things you are allowed to talk about as far as projects you're maybe writing or are those also hush hush? We aren't allowed to. Uh, no, sure. Um, I just turned in like a, another collection of novellas that aren't goblin related to um turn that into del rey now are they related to each other the way goblin is where goblins like the setting and then they have this loose affiliation or is it just uh, novellas and throw them under one cover four of them do take place in the same city but it's not it's not or like in the same general vicinity but it's not not the same thing as goblin it's not like like um i try to well you don't know michigan well enough for that but it's (laughs) Like Goblin, there, there's some like dark magic going on. And oh, yeah? Well, I lived in Ohio for 12 years. Oh, you did? Where? Columbus. Oh. <laughs> Columbus. We used to, we Columbus. played Columbus a lot. A place called like the High Five or something. Yes. You know that oh, one? Yeah. I did art shows there and I also did a dance show there. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. We played, yeah. I love that place every time we'd come. The High Five was pretty cool. I also, I love Cleveland because it looks like a haunted Scooby Doo ghost town. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I like well, that's Detroit. also why I like Detroit because I'm just like, oh, I love Memphis it. Memphis is like that too, a little bit. Yeah. Memphis, Memphis is a cool fucking city, but anyway, yeah. So, wow, did you hear that? Tuli, you all right? My God, my dog just yawned and it sounded unbelievable. Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if four, at least four of them take place in the same area, but it's not like a main character like Goblin. It just happens to be they're near each other, these stories. But, and I, that's one of the things, I don't think I've ever read something like Goblin where it's four separate novellas. And as far as I can tell, I'm not, or six separate novellas. And then the first, there's a prologue. So there's a short story there first too. So I don't even know if that counts as one of them. I'm, I'm not far enough in to know whether that counts as one of the six. But it doesn't. Okay. But I, I love how it's like, there's this loose interconnection, but I can stop and, and read one and digest just digest one. Cause I've never read a collection like that before that maybe they have like a loose theme, but not really like where there's like almost a character of a city, the way goblin is. And if I wouldn't have known that was a city, I would not have known like who names a city goblin. That's yeah. I, 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 I want a vacation there. I won't lie. Yeah, <laughs> you would. I, I, totally I would love it. that. 
Like, yeah. is there an Airbnb? <laughs> oh man, that, that's it's gotta be like a dark place, man. But <laughs> yeah, um, I originally insanely was calling the. I'm just I'm talking like day one of writing, and you guys know what I mean. How much shit changes. Oh, yeah. but I was calling it Rolling Hills. I was like, in Rolling Hills. <laughs> and then, and I didn't have, yeah, no, seriously, I know. And then it struck me, I was like, Rolling Hill, like this, this isn't even like, this sounds like a, this isn't even a suburb. This is like a subdivision. This is like, it's like a gated a, community. It is. This is like a gated, I'm like, no. And I was talking to a girl, and I've said this before, but it's true. I don't remember in what context she used the word goblin, but she did. And, I was like, Goblin, no, no, that, that's the name of the city. And she's like, what, what does that mean? I'm like, no, I'm, I'm telling you, that's the fucking name of this city. It's perfect for, because I already had a sense of the city itself. And I'm like, the second I had, it sounds almost superficial, but the second I had that city name and, and a sense of the city to begin with, I realized this is the main character. Goblin's my main character. What that means is I could write or any story can take place inside of Goblin, and the main character will be present. And that was the most... Oh, we were like, yes! Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the most liberating fucking feeling, because it was like, okay, so I don't need to maintain, you know, and and, and, and uh, foolishly or, or ineffectually or even brilliantly maintain an arc for the city. I gotta maintain, like, the individual arcs, like Dirks and, and Neil Nash's and Walter Camp's like their arcs, but because goblins here are present all the time, like, dude, have fun. You can you yes. can go as long or as little as you want. And they started to come out to be like in the rough draft, I think it was like they were like a hundred pages each or something like that. So a lot of people are just uh, describing goblin and goblin as a city as the new dairy main. Is it weird to be like just put right up there on like a cannon shelf next to Stephen King's most horrifying town. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, yeah, that's insane. I think, um, <laughs> I do think that the, the city in, um, it's the book is called spin a black yarn. The one with, um, uh, with Del Rey. And I do think the city in spin a black yarn is actually a little bit more like that. Cause Derry's like, Derry's like a working town. Derry's like, you know what I mean? It's like, this isn't like... I live in New England, yes. Oh, you I, do? Yeah. I know okay. Derry. Like yeah. Like type of... Like, yeah, and Goblin feels more like like a fucked up, like in the, like like Frankenmuth, like like tourist, maybe kind of attraction, like 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 Tim Burton maybe lived yeah. there. Well, the topiaries <laughs> are kind of the tip. The topiaries, I just can't even with that. Like, thank you for making me have like another weird thing I'm scared of. <laughs> topiaries. We had Keelan Patrick Burke a few weeks ago, and he he made me like petrified of sunflowers, and now I'm like, oh, and now I have to add topiaries to the list. Also, weird rainstorms. Yeah. I, I remember in California. We don't have rain. And the <laughs> Goblin Police, man, that was uh, this was written a long time ago. But <laughs> but uh, I don't know what it was when I was. I just every time I had them, I wanted them to almost be like like a part of the city itself versus um, you know like I don't. Well, maybe a novella could be a guy that joins the police force. That actually sounds fun because I I have been thinking of 
they returned to Goblin. But every, every <gasps> oh my time God, I, like return to Witch Mountain. <laughs> yeah. Every time I think of a return to Goblin, I picture Walter Camp with his, like his hair blowing, like gripping like a palm tree, you know? Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> is the palm tree also made of plexiglass so he can see through it? Did it you have see to be. a fucking photo? Um, Allison, that I yes, that Allison, you saw that yes, and so I that's that freaking crazy. crazy. I won't lie to you, like I, as somebody who does like theater and stuff, I like blew that photo up, and I'm like, how is that even her? I it really is. Yeah, I don't want to uh, sound like a stalker, but I also follow her on Instagram because I love that she's like a. I don't. She's like is art. Yeah, I know. She she is the art. I used to have like the maybe you two also went through this or not, but I used to have this like foolish idea that like I'm the artist and I would date someone who's not. Like one of us have to be one of us need a fucking foot in reality and it's not one me. of us no. needs to know how to write a check. Right. One and of like, us needs to know how to like do I do that too though. Um, yeah. I'm but married then, to my dance partner. We are I mean, he was my starving artist years where we're like, we got $35. Let's spend it on pizza and then like maybe some pot. Yeah. 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 I'm married to a fifth grade teacher, but I was married to an actor. Now I'm married to a fifth grade teacher. Draw your own conclusions. (laughs) (laughs) Someone needs to know how to write the checks. Someone needs to not sleep around. That's fine too. Fair. Sorry, I've been drinking. Man, yeah, okay, no, and I mean, now I'm just this picture. Sorry, we got to writing out suddenly. That, 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 that this, um, <clears throat> so yeah, meeting her, I felt, felt the same way, Jennifer. It was like, it's yeah. like, wait a minute, this is exciting being around a like minded fucking person. Like, yeah. this is actually like super thrilling to be like paired up it's, with another artist. Yeah, my, my husband yeah. and I, like, we're dancers, so we dance together, and we dance, like, improvisationally, so we never choreograph, we just, like, figure it out, um, but we also, like, co-paint these large mixed-media paintings together that look like abandoned houses, and so, like, it, it's just, it's really interesting to have that, like, relationship of creativity with somebody. It can be, when we're both artists, it's it can be tricky, obviously, but... So- all right, so Allison, we um we do like these theatrical readings for every book, where like um either my bandmates or I will play scary music on like the keyboard. Allison um, or our friend Christy will narrate. Allison comes up with a lot of like the set design, the costumes, whatever. And so I don't know if you can see. Did you say you did not see the photo yet? Right? I've seen it, but Allison uh, hasn't. But I want. Uh, can everybody- you kind of see this? Mm-hmm. So whoa, what am I doing? So. This is Allison as Walter Camp in our reading. And, dude, and the reason I'm asking is because you brought up plexiglass. She is literally, right, in this photo, laying down on a bed that is made of plexiglass that she built for the fucking reading. <laughs> I just didn't ask him I love that. Oh, it's amazing. That. Right. It's truly amazing stuff. And, like, and for um, the Unburied Carol one, there's an amazing video where she made a mask that has, like, numerous, like, faces all yes. over it. And Turning like her, so it's like rot. While Carol, we had a friend that's Carol laying down on the slab, and Allison comes out of the shadows, and like she's moving her head, and you don't know which mask is her real face. You I know? want to see this. Yeah, it's it, that is really creepy. It's really, really good. Can you just send it to us, dude? We had one prepared for Mallory, where um, at the Detroit Zoo, because there's a train that goes around the zoo. 
and we were going to blindfold everyone. And then we go in along the train and I narrate one train and our friend Chrissy narrates the other. And then they arrive at stops and like a, a scene would play out from the book while they're blindfolded. And it would all lead to this place in the zoo where we would all get wasted drunk. And, <laughs> and the fucking COVID thing. And the fucking COVID. Yeah. It ruined everything. It has it ruined everything. Can you come do that in the Santa Ana Zoo by me? Because there's, I mean, it's a little tiny train too, but. It'll be worth yeah, it. <laughs> it's like this little tiny thing. Like, tiny little train. Like ridiculous. Yes, my, yeah. my five-year-old is obsessed with this train. So, mm -hmm. but oh, you have a five-year-old? That's cool. That's cute. I, I got, I got three. Well, not yes, three five-year-olds, but ten, eight, and five. So, this wow. is the way I drink. Is <laughs> the is uh, ten-year? Is it? A, I I don't have any kids. Is it like ten-year-old? Are you seeing like holy cow? This is a little adult now. She started that way, so yeah. I've oh, been yeah, cool. since she was. She's like the mini me. That's, yeah. Oh, that sounds amazing. Where you yeah. don't know if she's going to be a novelist <laughs> or a lawyer. Pretty much that's, that's what they were accusing her today because she wrote a book for her little sister and it was dedicated, Dear Bronwyn, please read more. Because <laughs> her sister doesn't like to read. She likes to draw. She does her own graphic novels, but she doesn't like to just read as much. So her sister's like, read. There you go. <laughs> Did she have to sign love anything? Did she have to like sign a contract? Mm -mm, no, thing? it's just, okay. do it. They're fun. <laughs> I love them. Um, I will say this. This is the first show we've ever gone an hour on. Wow, really? Josh, an hour. I'm yeah. so sorry that like we were just like monopolizing your time. Usually we aim for 30 to 40 minutes, but um, I mean, wait a minute. I Keelan Patrick Burke could talk for like an hour himself. So oh, Keelan came to the theatrical reading that we did. Wow, holy shit. The the reading that we did for Black Mad Wheel, right? Because he doesn't live that far away, as you know. You know I know, I, he lives in so, he came up and oh my god so i we didn't know each other that well at the time but we got to know each other that night it's one of the, like the most shit-faced i've ever got in my life <laughs> biblically go on we, we made out no no it we was slow kissed it was Alice there were tongues yeah. there was tongues but now it's an art film and it's all <laughs> worth it <laughs> It sounds amazing to me. He, um, uh, he was truly, wow, was that an electrifying night. And I had other friends over that were at the reading and they were there. And, but Keelan was fun. Like we, we hung out, we hung out until the wee hours. Um, they slept on our couch in like the living room. I think we went out to eat the next day. I don't know. It was it was the kind so of next blurry. morning where like maybe you shouldn't go out to eat together because you know you're I mean? still like, definitely drunk. It's just like yeah, I'll just see you. Like or else I'm like one of us is gonna die mid meal or something. Yeah. <laughs> no. so. But I believe that I believe that he's fun because I know that normally when Jen starts the show, she introduces her, she introduces me, and then she says, "Tell us a little bit about yourself." And he's like, "Well, why would I want to do that?" Can I? And he wanted to like give you. He started giving him, giving us. Your bio. He's like, oh yeah. wait, wait, no, that's that's Mallerman. Never mind. I know. He's <laughs> like, I don't want to introduce myself. I'm going to introduce Josh Mallerman. <laughs> and we were like, and then he was like halfway sure. through, and he was like, oh, I feel like I don't need to introduce him because everybody knows who he is. But like, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that guy. I would love to see him again. I'm going to invite now just because of this talk. I'm going to I'm going to ask. Uh, we should meet up with him again. We we, we should meet up with yeah. him again. That should be yeah. Yeah. Are you talking you about like, us, like where are the we? <laughs> No, it's you and Allison, right? The other Allison. No, no, no. All not right. us. Not us. Fuck it. <laughs> I, I do have like a fantasy of having a, um, like, uh, not a retreat, but something. I guess it would be like what, what I assume Nikon is like, meaning like 
just a bunch of fucking writers over. We don't have to have like, um, there could be moments and in, in an itinerary of sorts, but mostly just let's hang out and like talk to each other and listen to music and, and look at books and just talk and drink and maybe two days of just fuck. We we could even leave or whatever and like come back. We can leave. It's back. not it's not haunted by Chuck Polahunek. Like you can <laughs> leave. Yeah. So it's kind of like Burning Man, except um, not being sunburned. Yeah, and just like let's hang out. Like I just like imagine if it was like like a group of thirty of us at my house. You know, like that kind of thing. And everyone can sleep. <laughs> like, on how do we get? There. How do we get on that like list of thirty? Well, and what, I mean, um, the idea is buy you a duck. So <laughs> buy you, duck. Duck. you must bring I'll a duck. Bring, I will bring a duck. <laughs> you have to bring duck eggs. No, <laughs> oh, okay. no, no, that's not cooked. <laughs> yeah, no, not no, a no. <laughs> Like that would be a weird flight, but okay, I'll do. We it. only eat duck eggs. Yeah, oh, <laughs> oh, carry on. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> No, I love it. Because then you'd be sitting there and going, okay, so uh, what did you come here for? Well, I just wanted to come and role play as Unbury Carol, and I'm just going to speak in a weird Western accent the whole time and say, call everybody a bunch of pig shitters the whole time. Yeah. I feel like when I read Unbury Carol, I'm like, this is who I want to cosplay as. Like, Carol in a box? Yeah. I did want that. That's really awkward cosplay. Okay, Roman, you got to push me around. (laughs) Like push me around. I'm dead, but I'm not really dead. I'm not really dead. I'm in the howling. Bye. Yeah. I guess that's like a weird fetish, maybe. Well, I could just come around. I'll just hold a hose the whole time. And I'm like, I'm from the house, the bottom of the lake. This is my hose. (laughs) 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 Don't even anything else. Just hold the hose. It's my thing. What are your themes? Well, hose and people named Carol. So before we end, is there a Carol in your life? Because Wait. there, are, it seems like there's a lot of Carols in your work. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Carol, I, okay, I, I noticed that too. Maybe you should like have some past life regression therapy. Or I think that I realized that I like eighty. Like, are, are um, I'm drawn to like eighties names, like Mallory, Margaret, mm-hmm. Carol. Um, there was another one, Susan. Um, there was another one that I noticed recently i was like writing the name i'm like dude you've used this twice before and i'm like but i like it so much and it, and it wasn't even it was like a name like kelly or something you know what i mean <laughs> of course it's not even 80s names like some like super fucking yeah i think i don't know i i need to start stretching a little more better it's just based on a, a guessing proximate age you grew up yeah. with girls like this so you probably had a crush on one because there was a carol in my class and when we were looking at names for kids my husband was picking all names like samantha and melissa i'm like what are you doing get out of the 80s we're not naming our kids <laughs> yeah no none of that i mean right. we, we went full celtic so we avoided all that but still oh that's cool yeah well we are never going to find mugs for any of our kids and my eldest is like so i'm named for the princess and shrek i'm like no you're not you're an Irish terrorist from Burn Notice. She is named after my ghost. <laughs> she is. She's not. She's we'll take that. She's a like, when, when we got Valo, I was like, let's name it Jenny. And Allison said, like, oh, no. I had a dog named Jenny, and my name is Jennifer. <laughs> you can't name a dog Jenny if you're a Jennifer. <laughs> well, I didn't name it. It came to me named Jenny. You changed it was- the name. It's a dog. No, I, I mean, I called her Lady Weaselton, or just Lady, but her name was Jenny. If it was the Lady Weaselton married to the Duke of Wesselton, that's <laughs> no. a frozen reference, which you may not get because you have no, no I don't get that. therefore probably didn't have to see it. So I'm like, I've never, I don't it. know, I don't know Frozen. <laughs> have you not seen it? No. I mean, it's worth watching. It's <laughs> Frozen 2, which only has one redeeming feature, which is the 80s power ballad 
which is uh, Lost in the Woods. Did you hear that one? I sing yeah. that one, yeah. Yeah, it's um, the same guy who does, who does King George. So I, I prefer, you know, you'll be back, but I'll take Frozen's it when I can. Frozen's a pretty good one, man, I mean, as far as that shit goes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> as far as that shit goes. <laughs> as far as movies you have to see because your children are like, mommy, mommy, mommy. The Hawaii That's one, was, the Hawaii one's good too. I've heard the Which Hawaii one. Moana? Yeah. Yeah, Moana, Moana's pretty good. You get to hear, you get to hear uh, The Rock do some uh, freestyling. It's, it's fun. But yeah. nothing's good after 500 times. Sorry. It just, just like, nothing returns. Here we go. Ah, can we please stop? <laughs> any day now, they'll get into like The Exorcist. And then and then you'll be watching that every day for, well, any year now. <laughs> yeah. I know. Like, the five-year-old, that might be a little too much. But <laughs> I'll see people online that are like, the first scary movie I saw was The Exorcist at age seven. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I know, like, my therapy bill. I'm like, the first scary movie I saw was Watership Down in second grade, and I just cried because the bunnies died. Yeah. (laughs) Your second grade teacher did not like you. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Oh, no. I got to stay up late at home because I heard there was a bunny movie on TV. Wow. And my parents were like, you can stay up late for the bunnies. And I I have that book right right here somewhere. Now I'm like (laughs) trying to see it on the shelf. You didn't read it at seven, though, did you? Mm-mm. Oh, good. No, it's not. It's not for kids. It's not for seven-year-olds. I was like, now I understand grief. <laughs> <laughs> Did your parents have any idea what they were letting you watch? No. Oh, yeah. that's kind of what I thought. <laughs> no, excited. just like when I I stole my uncle's copy of Pet oh. Cemetery and like hid it in my room and like read it behind my dollhouse. I thought I was reading a book about a cat. Man. But see, sometimes parents do that because I think Jen's probably heard this story, but my mom did not like how much Anne Rice I was reading as a young teen. She was not a fan of all the inappropriate things. She said Anne Rice wears dirty underwear. That's that was her take on it. So she, she said gave Anne me Anne Rice wears dirty she underwear. Did that is a quote. She can't correct me because she's dead. So there we go. My sister I, will back me up. But, I love that quote though. Yes. But she but we only knew that she knew that because she'd been reading it herself. Like she wouldn't have known unless she hadn't had a couple copies of her own. But she took away whatever I was reading and gave me uh it was World According to Garp. She had That's not read it was in there. It's inappropriate for kids. And it's like, I have a new favorite author, Mom. Thanks. <laughs> but she had no idea. I'm like, Mom, you, you don't remember what happens in this later, do you? No, you don't. All right. I'm going to go read my room. Bye. My mom I... bought me Hotel New Hampshire because I live in New Hampshire. And she was like, This is a book about New Hampshire. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is a book about like brothers and sisters who have sex and grief yeah. and trauma. And I mean, I mean, this is probably why I am the way I am. Mm hmm. I want to like. I want to write a story called Anna Rice wears dirty underwear. Please <laughs> do. I can give you some other quotes from my mother. I get in all sorts of like trouble if I did that, but that's like the best phrase ever. And I really like her look. I right here. I'm on book four. Yes. Yeah, I love yeah, no, her. And we were we were talking about her recently. I don't even remember why because I don't. What were we talking about? Which about vampires? Because we had we had um, last week we had three authors who had each written a novella for the vampire, the masquerade. And we never did the vampire, the masquerade ourselves. We didn't really know about it, but I'm like, I read all the vampire stuff by Anne Rice. And I liked all her stuff, especially the, well, up to Blackwood farm, but I liked the stuff that was the, the witching hour, all that stuff too. But I don't think you, you you didn't like that stuff as much. You didn't like the the witches stuff as much as the vampires. Did you? I didn't like the witches stuff as much as the vampires. No, but I like, but I I did it. 
Yeah, no, one, my, I took two acting classes in college, and in the second one, I did a dramatic reading as Mona from, from Lash. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know why, but I got away with it. I read. It is Uncle Michael. I'm married to Michael now. Hour. I think that factors in. <laughs> I read The Witching Hour out loud to Allison. The whole thing, all a thousand pages. That book is this big. I, I know. I read the whole book. She part has a good story. attention span. <laughs> and then she read. Lasher and Taltos. Yeah. Yeah, she read those without me. I oh. I didn't go the distance on it, but <laughs> I thought you were going to read eight hours I thought she was, you were going to say like she read them to you. Then oh, that um, would be beautiful. That would have been oh. beautiful. Did she read through Blackwood Farm? Because that's when the two different houses kind of come together. Because that meshes the witches and well, the vampires. Well, I think book three of this, the Queen of the Dam, starts to have like the Talamasca. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Talamasca's and all that. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. But I mean, it, but that's new to me though, because it wasn't in Lestat, I don't think. Mm -hmm. No. So no. Queen yeah. of the Dam does, because that's when you get like Akasha and Enkil, and that's also why I don't really understand Egyptian mythology because I don't know what Anne Rice made up and what's actually real. Like, I know. I just assume whatever she wrote was actually what the mythology is. I'm like, I'm just. These are my beliefs now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're not going to get quizzed later. They're not going to say, "Well, if you want to be a true that's believer in Egyptian mythology," like I really don't. So whatever Anne Rice said. I'm good with it. Yeah, same here. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what mythology can I mess up and instill on the next generation so that they don't really know the, the truth from fiction? It doesn't really matter. The Bible. The Bible. Bible. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Oh, <laughs> what was it? I saw someone post something saying along the lines of, write something that offends whatever gods you believe in. I'm like, well, I think I'm probably doing that too. <laughs> we all are. Yeah, well, you know. Clutch those pearls a little tighter each each book that goes on. <laughs> Wheel out the fainting couch. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, um, kids, I feel like we could just keep going all night, but I'm actually going to cut it so people actually want to watch this and not go like, oh, why is it so long? <laughs> I would love to. Listen, I would love, love, love to do this again when um, yes, getting wasted. Yes. I really yes. was, I'm telling you. Yeah, yes. I would love to. It's just... I mean, and we'll I just know that do a special, a very special episode of Vox Vomitus where it's like, how much bourbon will invite Keelan? And we'll just like, like just how, how much invite. bourbon can you drink and just see what happens? Yeah, I'm in. I know. I'm in. <laughs> Keelan's in. Yeah, for sure. He wasn't even going to drink on our show because he was like, I've got so much work to do. And then like two seconds into our pre-show chat, he's like, I'm getting a drink. Hold on. <laughs> That's what two seconds with us will do to you. <laughs> I know. We were just like, really? You're not going to drink? <laughs> okay. He's like, no, I definitely need a drink. You guys are a lot. We are, though. <laughs> um, Josh, this has honestly been like one of the highlights of my life. And I know that sounds like so silly, but I just adore your writing. And wow. since the day we started this podcast, I kept saying, I want Josh Mallerman on the show. And most of it came from my undying love for Unbury Carol and how I think it's truly, it's in my top five. I think about that book every single day of my life. Thank you for writing it. Wow. So, uh, just, that you. is, I try not to be sincere, but I'm being sincere. I almost started getting a little teary there. That's. Uh, oh my I, God. Do you want me to make you cry? No. Uh, <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> 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 wow awesome amazing yeah i mean i just i adore it uh you're awesome allison you are of course awesome 
No. Nope. Me or his wife? Let me just check. Oh, um, I meant you, but I also, I also think his Allison is pretty great for being a duck rescuer and a woman of a thousand faces. So, yeah. I mean, she's got some fans. Um, thank you. This has been like an epic show. Please come back. You don't need to be promoting anything. We can just be promoting okay, drinking. Uh, yes, I know. I would love to do it. I just, I wish that I was the kind of guy that was just like, oh, who gives a fuck? Let's get wasted and wake up and get on the plane and blah, blah, But then... No. I, no. I feel like... I feel like that. That. That's a different kind of, like, that's not like in breakfast, man. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> no. And I feel like once you get, like, over 40, which we all are, like, that yeah. being, like, super hungover on an early morning flight is not as fun as it seems like it could be when you're 24. Yeah, you're like, oh, it'd be amazing. We'll just sleep and it'd be great. Oh, it feels and like, no, I, I actually probably won't leave the house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'll be terrible. Uh, Josh, thank you. Allison, thank you. Uh, Allison. I- Thank you. Thank I you. want to thank uh, our producer, Roman Saratin, who is also my husband. I want to thank Roman. Pam Stack, our executive producer, and everybody at the Global Authors on the Air Radio Network. Stay tuned for our next episode of Vox Ominous, which is not, I don't know the dates. It's not this Wednesday, but it's the following Wednesday with Alma Katsu. Oh, awesome. I know. Hey, <laughs> oh my that's going to be amazing. Yeah, she's, she's exceptional to... To, to watch, to read, or, or to, I met her a couple of times as well, and she's she's awesome. Oh yeah. my gosh. Well, we are excited. Alma, you have the Josh Mallerman seal of approval. Oh, yeah, for sure. Stamped. All right. Stamped. Thank you, everybody, and have a great night. <laughs>